I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The moment that you stepped into my room, you took my breath away, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Bet365. My name's Marcus Speller, and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. All right. And Pete Donaldson's here. I'm hungry. Barcelona. <laughs> what a beautiful horizon, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We will talk about the FA Cup and the Premier League in a bit, but my giddy aunt. Barcelona. That's not what I asked for. I asked for Freddie Mercury. Luke spent about half an hour explaining to me he wanted Freddie Mercury Barcelona, and I argued that uh, that song came out in 1991. Guys, let's talk about it. Well, it's for the Olympics in 92. Let's talk about hashtag audio signposts, guys. Yeah. We need to get them down. Barcelona. Is, is this asked, going as you planned, Luke? I asked him about quarter to seven for this. It's now almost ten past seven. I love how he said, not he said to you it. took half an hour to explain it. He took half an hour to get that, it. the wrong yeah. tune. <laughs> I didn't take half an hour. I just said, can we get Freddie Mercury Barcelona? <laughs> it was the only system. I didn't hear him again for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Anyway. Most of our listeners are under 30. They don't know who Freddie Mercury is, I'm afraid. Okay. I think we should probably respect them more than that. I think yeah. they probably know who Freddie Mercury <laughs> is. <laughs> They'd probably get oh. confused with other notable 80s balls, moustaches. Also, as well, the start of that song, Selig. Selig. Marcus, you don't, you don't need got, to know what it is. Pete's got a point because no one knows anything that happened before exactly when they were born. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Who's oh. Queen Victoria? I agree with that. Beats me. That's just a noise to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You don't study Freddie Mercury in history class, do you? That's a fair point. That is a very yeah, fair I mean, you point. should do. He's done me there. So everyone else who, who wanted Freddie Mercury instead of George Ezra in your faces. Yeah. George Mer- Ezra is a popular young man singing songs about his interest. Absolutely. And very much a part of the uh, part of the schedule in, in history lesson. <laughs> if you want a hot key, I'll give you an hot key. Have you got anything for Paris? Spare them a thought. No, no, all right. nothing. All right, well, we, we can't do that because it'll take half an hour. Um, six one. I mean, yeah. we will come to. Uh, can can I open this whole six one thing by saying that I heard that Mark McGee was fuming about the. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you say that. The, the Madrid press, perhaps the only press in the world, were questioning the referee after oh. it. <laughs> Well, they might have scored six goals and had one of the greatest comebacks in the history of... Uh, no, the greatest comeback. The greatest comeback in history. In the Champions League. In, well, OK. Yeah. okay. I, don't get Pete started no, exactly, on yeah. Teote Arsenal for <laughs> <laughs> The strange thing is that it feels like that was getting through to a final, almost, doesn't it? It feels weird that it's only the last 16 where that has mm. happened, because it was such an incredible game. That, We're surely not going to see a game as good as that again in, in the Champions League this season, or possibly ever. I think they're going to go out 1-0 aggregate in the next round. <laughs> 
to Leicester. It must be so annoying for PSG fans because they just didn't close down that dink for the final goal. Yeah, but they, were, they, were they had two players that yeah. they could have that they could have closed it down. Was, it was no. It was never going to happen. Listen, there is an, an absolutely. A completely unwritten rule of football inevitability at every level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you when it started last mm-hmm. night. It started when a couple of minutes in, obviously Barcelona scored the first goal after mm-hmm. a few minutes. The key moment for me, the key observation for me was Javier Mascherano, centre back, mm-hmm. was about twenty five yards of the PSG goal <laughs> as the outlet for yeah. people knocking the ball back. Yeah. Mascherano, yeah. and yeah. I was like, they fancy camped it. out. That's mm-hmm. it. They camped out in the day, but that, that's it, isn't it? I mean, Marcus and I were talking yesterday about the um, as we were watching it about the. The, the psychology of it like how is Paris Saint-Germain do you set up for that game especially when you concede so early on I love what Luis Enrique said before the game it was effectively um, if a team can score four against us then we can score six against them mm. and in normal for any other team that would make absolutely no sense mm. the logic there would be completely ridiculous but because it's Barcelona you think mm. that's kind of true well, he even th- said it in we can score six in 95 minutes and it was yeah. I mean close close your players down in the final 10 minutes yeah, but that's don't, don't you understand and, yeah. they've conceded five goals and, take and your Barcelona chances. Are on the attack. Yeah. They've missed a, a few very, very good chances. And Neymar's got the ball. You don't sort of think, right, lads, heads on. Let's go back. <laughs> you are absolutely towards the player who's got the ball. You, you're praying. Out of, interest, <laughs> out of interest. Exactly how mentally robust do you think like Norwegian would be? Like? <laughs> <laughs> because they're, they're absolutely knackered. Right? They're, they're knackered. Yeah. They, 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 they're mentally shot to pieces. They probably, what, if, you, if you said to them, if one of them looked down and tried to do their shoelace up, they probably wouldn't want to do it. They're mm. that mentally yeah. shot. But could they not have used the rather soft nature of the penalty if indeed it was a penalty yeah, that, was a, definitely that, was, that was a bit naughty, <laughs> yeah, was a bit naughty. For, not from Suarez because we've seen that before it was not from the referee in I, my humble I opinion I want to talk about that because what you know we've spoken many times before about what's known as um, Vivetta Criola which is um, that, that phrase they have in South America which means you know to, to, to con the referee to game the game itself and how mm. they see that as a good thing that was an incredible example of it because Suarez has just been booked for diving yeah. right <laughs> he does it again Double and the referee's down. going no way he went well, well, I, well, I can't send him off. So it must be a penalty. It's a very ballsy thing to do. I, I, I would have lost the plot of Ars Marquinhos. Oh, he did very well to keep his cool. I mean, again, because he was mentally shot. To well, uh, yeah, I think that was. I think that was kind of the big when the penalty uh, award. There weren't that many players going absolutely crazy, which, which there should be really. But I mean, they just was, ten bookings in done. the game. Ten yeah. bookings in the game. Oh, there was, when it was five-one, there was a couple of challenges. I think Messi had the ball. Was it Verratti or somebody? <laughs> but him, and he was just like, "Oh, sod it." Well, I, we've got to reduce to kicking them up at, th- at three one as well. It was just Barca looked because just simply because of the way they play, they looked so ponderous. You know, when you when you're that far but, behind, you need to score three goals. You are balls in the box, yeah, balls yeah. in the box. Yeah. But when they Cavani, just went about. But when yeah. Cavani scored, th- that was that was it. Mm. You yeah. thought yeah. You the stadium on. sank. Well, Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan Wilson tweeted, "Well, the away goals killed that tie," yeah. and it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he hates away goals. They hate away <laughs> goals, as, as I know a lot of people do. Um, but they came roaring back. What I felt, I thought the best uh, comment after the game was north of the border Brendan Rodgers ahead of the Old Firm Derby on the weekend said of course uh, ask him yeah, yeah. Barcelona's uh, 7-0 uh, sorry Celtic 7-0 loss um, against Barcelona doesn't look so bad now oh, oh wow. Chicken, huh? wow ahead of the Old Firm he actually said he said to the journalists he said if they can score six against PSG then maybe it isn't as embarrassing as some of you guys said it was with us back then Don't, I mean, <laughs> not that it bothers me yeah. I'm over it people would have forgotten about that by now why bring it up again yeah. did he say anything about St Mirren I don't <laughs> 
<laughs> well, they won six. Well, we were some Marin four ones, so we but know what it is to hammer teams. How many of those PSG players do you think are up for going away to Lorient yeah. the weekend oh. now? But they're going away to Lorient, bottom of the league at the weekend. I was going to say it's good news for Nice and Monaco. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if that's it for now for PSG's season. Yeah, yeah and Unai I, Emery looked just, just broken, and well, you, you can would, understand. You would, yeah. you, you and he's, he's, you know, he's had such a good time there as well. But this oh. is such a huge black mark against him. One of the most amazing stats that came out from it in that period where Barcelona scored those three goals didn't PSG complete four passes one, yeah. three of which were from the kickoff so yeah. they effectively touched the ball once one, one, one pass that wasn't a kickoff in the last ten minutes of the game I, I read that earlier and I was I found it quite difficult to actually get my head around yeah. that. so Barcelona didn't give the ball away <laughs> I, I was presuming they're not they're not, um, they're not they can't be counting like tackles and attempted tackles and stuff like yeah. that but one completed pass in ten minutes is incredible in any in <laughs> any <laughs> game in yeah. any situation it's amazing but it's like the you know the, the absolute vintage Barcelona that we've not really not really seen as, as much as often because mm. you know they've not they've not had to turn it on quite so dramatically but the way they just strangled the game that proper boa constrictor um, style that they have again we were saying yesterday weren't they like you could tell Barcelona had a chance to actually turn this around because you looked at that game a PSG could have been anyone they could have been Levante yeah. they yeah. could have been well they could have been like <clears throat> you know St Mirren they could have been Arsenal you know, like, <laughs> yeah I mean, well on that Jim is it fair to say that Arsenal had differing fortunes in the Champions League to Barcelona when trying to overcome a big first leg deficit yeah we got mugged off mm. but you've got a chance against Lincoln we do in the FA Cup well, we bounce back against Sutton right I can't so. believe you've sw- gone past the yeah, bar I'm, I'm not yeah. mentioned Roy Twitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah people have been uh, looking forward to this Mark you've oh, got go on, on. Do you know what he said of course you've I do yourself, you he's made so. kissy faces at them no he hasn't he says congratulations to FC Barcelona they punished the fear of Paris yeah well it's sort of well, kissy faces isn't he did, didn't thumbs up emoji it was a fascinating game and also the Dortmund game was 4-0 and they'd lost the first leg 1-0 and I just love the way the Champions League throws up these mad games where home advantage is so massive again your Arsenal like just to, to lose that first game and then win 4-0 mm. I love it mm. it's the magic of the Champions League Jim it is from the magic of the Champions <laughs> League to the magic of the FA Cup Se- everybody second link second, second attempt <laughs> you have to drive it, magic, it yeah. back yeah. Yeah. this um, is a testigan foul in the centre circle you've got to start somewhere <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you've got to start the move off somewhere um, there's an illness in the Arsenal camp mm. well yeah. beginning it's a lack of success <laughs> form flu <laughs> They've got successophobia. <laughs> well, they, 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 is that an illness? Oh, yeah. It's a phobia. Yeah. Um, well, well, we should say that the Imps won four 0 midweek on the road, warming up nicely for the big one. They are the form against going the, into this. Uh, against <laughs> Arsenal and the Emirates. Yeah, they were chanting "Arsene Wenger, we're coming for you," which will please some sections of the Arsenal crowd. I'm Terrifying. sure. Terrifying. Although, unfortunately for them, Lee Angle, who scored a hat trick, he's cup tied. So, um, Arsenal fans will be quite relieved that he won't be playing. Yeah, he's a, a he was a uh, Spurs youth player as well. Yeah, so, which is yeah, so annoying because you know a Spurs youth player would definitely get the win. Uh, yeah. He um, didn't yeah. the manager describe it as an iPhone seven angle. He did. Yeah, yeah, so he, he can do a bit of everything because he's waterproof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he angling for an iPhone seven? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he can do everything better than this yeah. Google Pixel I've got. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the spotlight. I don't up as much as I can. He's not a headphone jack on the boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a lifetime supply of Fanta. What? Yeah. He's very brave. Like Johnny Ives' decision to remove the headphone part on the iPhone seven. <laughs> I love it. I actually love it. The managing director of Lincoln, Kevin Cook. He is loving life at the moment. He said, We are dreaming of Wembley and we're only one game away. All we have to do now is beat Arsenal and we're there. Come on, mate. Another yeah. dig. <laughs> All we have to do is go away to Arsenal and win and then we're in the semi final. I, I don't think that 
Lincoln will win. Mm. But I, I, what, but what I, I do also think that if you were going to go to the Emirates at any point in the last 10 oh, years yeah. as a non-league team, you'd probably pick this weekend. I mean, you probably wouldn't pick now. <laughs> all, all, all you do is just sit back and wait for Arsenal to melt down on their own accord, but, but, surely. But do you think if it's, for example, nil-nil after, say, half an hour, do you think that the atmosphere could turn pretty poisonous? Um, uh, yeah, so it's it, an interesting it one because often it does, but you would think against the sort of non-league team that you know they, the fans would maybe be a little more patient because like, you know, the performance against Sutton, it wasn't like, let's go out there and smash them 7-0 because we're so much better than them. Than them. It was like, let's put in a professional performance yeah. and, and just you know get the job done. And I imagine it will be the same. Will he play a full-strength side? Yeah, I, I, was was thinking, I was looking at match-ups for this game because I was trying to think of where the weaknesses are in teams. And with this, with this situation, it's so much more difficult because the non-league is so far away from the top of the Premier League. Mm, yeah. I, I thought, you know, obviously Bradley Wood at right back is a decent player and he played well against Burnley. The two centre-backs did mm-hmm. well. Raggett scored the goal and Waterfall set him up. But, but then... And then you think about Matt Reid, who can bully centre-backs up, up front. Um, and and <clears throat> as far as I'm aware, Arsenal played uh, Holding and Mustafi at centre-back for, yeah. for the last game, and the game before against Southampton, I think, or, or when they played Southampton and beat them 5-0. Could Matt Reid bully them? I think probably not, actually. They're mm. both quite robust players. Yeah. So it's very difficult to make an argument that Lincoln could, could do anything here, apart from perhaps frustrate them, turn the crowd against them. Mm. It's such a feeble atmosphere at Arsenal at the moment. Mm-hmm. That might really play into their hands, but I mean... It's it, a very different it, game. It, it would be it would be absolutely staggering if anything <laughs> happened in this game. I just want to see one banner, like a Wenger out banner that I've seen a couple of times. Where a guy has ordered a vinyl Wenger out. It's time to go Wenger. Blah blah blah. Um, banner. And he's got those little kind of brass circles yeah. in the corners, oh, yeah. as if he was going to like attach it to something. But he's clearly ordered it too small, so he's forced <laughs> to hold it. And I've seen this guy turn up a couple of times, and I want him to turn up, as I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to see him fall down the stairs. Yeah. Oh. Peter. What? Peter not... You don't know the guy, you don't even know who I'm talking about. <laughs> if you... That doesn't mean we should wish that he falls yeah. down a flight of stairs. <laughs> I, only, I only care about people I know. Get your dimensions right, guys. Lincoln are a colossal 28 to 1 with Bet 3 to beat Arsenal in 90 minutes this weekend so £10 will return £290 including the stake that is well worth gotta, a flatter gotta put it in there crack. Well gotta put it in there well worth it yeah I, oh my goodness it would be it would be absolutely sensational Jim would uh, you, you would sort of you, after you, what we saw last night you'd have to laugh you'd have to laugh oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean you'd, obviously you'd have to be happy for Lincoln because the story's such a romantic one um, obviously it would be humiliating and embarrassing <clears> but that sort of just brushes off me yeah. and I'm, not, I'm only kind of half joking about that if Lincoln win at, at the Emirates they can win it <laughs> they can win it <laughs> well because the rest of the, the ties are in, in neutral territory indeed you know um, speaking of which Middlesbrough uh, home to Manchester City poor result for Man City at home to Stoke midweek yeah, yeah so the, rest, the rest of the couple of players didn't they they did if, they, were fail, they failed to score for the first time in all comps at home under Pep. Yeah, which actually, you know, shows you quite, you know, some of the positives of what Guardiola has done so far at City that it's taken this long to not score. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but they'll be strong favourites against Middlesbrough. Because oh, absolutely. Manchester City, that that statistic. Okay, it's at home; they're away to, to Borough, but they often score. Middlesbrough don't. No, mm. but Middlesbrough do score in the FA Cup. They scored seven against, against three Oxford. games. They scored seven in their three games. All right, fairness. so it's over two a game. If you look at, I think they've only scored nineteen in the Premier League. So I mean, they're, they're record they, in the they FA love Cup. Wembley. I'm not, suggest- <laughs> I'm not suggesting that it means an awful lot because yeah. going to the City will be a tough ask for them. But they do score a bit a bit in the FA Cup. But um, <clears throat> City rested Silva and Sterling mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday night. But I couldn't really work out whether that was for this game or for Monaco. Monaco. Yeah, yeah. Well, Silva that... made a big impact when he came on as well. Mm. They were going to win it. It was it was through him, I think. And Leroy Sane had another good game. He's looked very, very impressive. Isn't he? Phil Bardsley did a very good bit of defending to sort of deny him the space to to finish a sort of tap in effectively late on. But Don't I think, think Sane, sorry, Luke, might, sorry, mate, it's your fault. Might be in the um, 
in the running for Young Player of the Year at the moment if you keep this four months. I meant that's my fault, not your fault. I assume. That's your fault. This is my default. This is my default. I agree with that, but what I want to say, with clubs at the very top level, Man City, Chelsea, you know, PSG or whatever Lincoln it's, it's very hard to know <laughs> very hard to know who their strongest sort of team is anyway yeah. it's more of a case of what the particular manager at that time prefers mm, in, yeah. for that particular mm. challenge you know Man City we've talked about before they can have those three players behind it used to be Aguero but now it looks like when he's fit it's, it's Jesus um, different three behind the striker just depending on the challenge that's in front mm-hmm, of them yeah. so um, it, it's hard to predict who they're going to pick for this for this game but the, clearly they're a much better side the best players them. are so flexible because they're used to playing just Slightly different roles at international level sometimes. As well, yeah. International managers generally. What are they going to go for, Bravo or Caballero and goal? Well, do you know what um, Willie Caballero's full name is? First name is? No it's one. Will Fredo. No, it's not. I like that. Will Fredo I like, Caballero. I think a lot of people might have thought it was William. It's I, fa- I found out that Xavi Alonso's got a brother called John Alonso who's a referee. I didn't know that at all. Okay. That's a satisfying name. Yeah. John, John Alonso. For Alan Valderrama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Caballero's kept one more clean sheet for Man City this season than Bravo despite playing eight games fewer. I, I, personally, I personally think he's an all-round a better goalkeeper. I prefer it. I don't think it's a controversial opinion <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it is because Bravo is the number one. And, and he was Barcelona I, keeper last wasn't, season. Wasn't a dig, but I mean, like, or you know, he's this, it, season. this season it has been. It's just been a disaster, isn't it? Sometimes players simply don't work out, and I think at this at this point of the season we can say that about Bravo. I feel Bra- Bravo's sorry. heard the words. It's your fault before. Yeah, oh, cool. <laughs> it's your fault, mate. I feel, I feel a bit sorry for them just having to go to to, to the Etihad because they're having a lovely time in, in the FA Cup. It's like a real departure for them: <laughs> scoring <laughs> goals, winning games. So they're probably going to yeah. come to an end this weekend, I think. They're uh, nine to one uh, with Bet three six five to win this run ninety minutes. So ten pound returns a hundred pounds a one, including a, including steak. Yeah, but it is at Middlesbrough though. It's not at Manchester City. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm having an absolute mare. It is at Middlesbrough. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Apologies. So I still ha- I still don't think they'll win. They'll they'll be, they won't <laughs> want to go to the cell net. Yeah, yeah. I still they won't want to go to uh, to uh, Airsome Park. But, yeah. <laughs> but whatever happens, they can have a night out in Yarm after. They can. And that's the main thing. Trees. Tall Trees nightclub. Talk to us about Yarm, Pete. Uh, I've only been to Tall Trees nightclub. I did a wee next to Gary Pallister. There we go. He yeah, never lets you down, Donaldson, does he? And, and Gary Pallister. Frequently. <laughs> Gary Pallister, if you remember, was it Man United TV with that caller? Oh, yeah. You would have seen firsthand the, the, the size of the his The size of his appendage. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which apparently Wasn't that Hayley McQueen doing that? Possibly. She's like, oh, no. no, no. no. She, she wasn't doing it. She was the presenter. <laughs> oh, no. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, wasn't do- she didn't turn to Gary Pallister and went, oh, you got a big package, Gary. Um, <laughs> why have you changed her voice so dramatically? I don't know. <laughs> oh, where was she from in the first place? Gary. Oh, I'm a that is, the, that is the best I'll know in football broadcasting. Saying, Quickly, Kevin, will he score? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, dear. Are we ready to talk about the Spurs Millwall? Yeah, I think so. It's, a, right, it's a big one. The Lions are unbeaten in 17 going into this oh, yeah. one. Oh, um, can I introduce a subtext? Yeah. Harry Kane spent the second half of a season on loan at Millwall, did very well. He said that Millwall helped him become the player he is today. I read the article. I bloody enjoyed it. Very mm. interesting. Because what he was saying, which I found fascinating, was that for him it was the first time he played in senior football where the games actually meant something, mm, where he, yeah. he, he realised the, the repercussions of not performing, not doing <laughs> well, perhaps not scoring goals. And I think he ended up being, being young player of the year there, didn't he, that season? Um, so it's fascinating to see so I think he might he'd probably get a good reception for the Millwall fans won't he uh, it's very impressive on the weekend Millwall yeah. is his uh, you know Kane's Millwall's like Beckham's Preston North End yeah, yeah although right. Beckham was only there for a short period of time Kane, Kane did a few, Kane's obviously a more modern player so he did a few more loans I think he was at Leicester for a while as well mm. wasn't he? but do you know what the article reminded me of it reminded me the way they described him because they talked to the guy who was assistant manager at Millwall at the time mm-hmm. I don't think he still is he may well be but I'm not sure and the way he described Kane was exactly the way I've seen Ian Wright Describe, yeah, mm. uh, where Ian Wright would just have to be dragged off 
the training ground. Yeah. And uh, I think Kenny Jackett was the manager at the time of Millwall, and I think they managed to get the loan because Kenny Jackett is friends with Tim Sherwood, who was involved with the youth team at the time at Spurs. And he said that um, apparently Kenny Jackett will be saying to the assistant manager, get him off the training yeah. pitch. He's going to tear his quad or something. He's going to tear <laughs> yeah. Get him off the training pitch. And Kenny just didn't want to go. So Wright, that's the commitment. Ian Wright couldn't believe his luck when he made it professional. He was yeah. just like, all this time. He said everyone went home and he was there with all the footballs out and there's goals and practising and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and as you say, Harry Kane um, is... Well, from what we what we can tell with his career, is the epitome of hard work and getting there. Yeah. Because even po- I think it was Pochettino in charge when Kane broke through. Um, um, I think I'm right in saying that. that oh, was it the, the, his predecessor, perhaps Vish Boas? But somebody said uh, with Kane, he, you know, because he was a local lad, and all the fans were saying we want to see him play, and the people who were in front of Kane, the players in front of Kane, weren't really delivering. And he was sort of saying, well, you know, Kane is doing the right, um, he, he's doing the right things, and then eventually broke through, of course. And everyone's like, there you go, you see, yeah, yeah, he's, absolutely, he's flourishing, you know. So I, I, I think Spurs need to be careful against Millwall because obviously we've seen that a bit of a scare against Wickham, didn't they? Millwall are in great form. Mm. And Neil Harris is doing a good job there. They're sixth in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they're only they're not an awful lot away from the automatic promotion places, and, and they're unbeaten in the last ten. But yeah. the, the talk is that Pochettino is going to name a strong team. I, I think he, by this point, he you know he, he's well. Going this to is their best chance to go for We do see this now when a team, when a big team or a perceived big team gets to quarterfinals of the FA Cup, they do start to mm. name stronger teams. Yeah. 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 But especially as well, you know, they're at home to Millwall. Now, they're, they're unbeaten in 17 actually they, they, they won 2-1 on the, on the weekend 17 games now is it? Millwall okay, yeah. wow, and, right. and the, 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 the 2-1 win against MK Dons on the weekend was the first goal they'd conceded in 10 games what does, wow. that, what does, that, say the fringe, what does that say to the fringe players though that have got you that far? Yeah, well, well, Spurs. We'll, we'll, yeah, well, we'll chuck you know, you got us this far we'll chuck someone else in well, the club but, wants to win trophies and I think, I think yeah. to be fair I mean from what I can remember, the, the players that Spurs used against Wickham they weren't players yeah, they who, weren't. Hadn't, who hadn't been a part of the first team score anyway. Mm. I mean, they're, they're, mm-hmm. a lot of these players, at least on the bench, players like Josh on the mind. I mean, he'd been around. Yeah, Sun scored as well. He's yeah, around the yeah, side. Exactly. So it wasn't. It wasn't like they were playing nobodies. It wasn't like mm. they were doing what, if you, if you allow me, what Liverpool did a couple of times uh, where they struggled to, in the earlier rounds of the FA Cup. They were playing players that certainly me as a, as a passing Liverpool observer had, had never really heard. Of. I don't mm. think. I don't think you can say Spurs were doing that at any point. Yeah, but it could be a, a, a blockbuster semi-final lineup. I mean if Spurs you know Spurs, Man City and Arsenal are, th- are three pretty strong favourites there mm. you know if they do get through which n- not necessarily they will they will play um, Chelsea or Manchester I United I that would yeah. be really boring it would yeah. be I mean to, to a Manchester derby and a North London derby might oh, that'll give you nice. a bit Bit of the bit of subtext I'm after. You'd rather Lincoln in there. <laughs> yeah, you would. Uh, you would rather. But, um, Lincoln, nice to have a Lincoln in there for Harry Kane to score at any time um, with bets which is five. It's four to nine. Um, so uh, ten pounds on that will return fourteen pound forty four, including stake. Could score against the club he spent uh, the first part of mm. two thousand and twelve on loan at. There so we will, are. Will, he ce- will he celebrate? Will he celebrate? We're going to mm. talk uh, the last FA Cup tie and some Premier League after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. They're men of the world, not you regular rabble. They love a bit of that. Hash, hashtag travel. 
Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, everybody. Right then, Chelsea versus Manchester United. It is the big tie of the round, really, mm. in mm. terms of quality, Jimbo. And uh, Chelsea will be favourites. They're at home, and Manchester United are without Ibrahimovic. They are, and Chelsea beat them 4-0 at home earlier in the season, didn't they? So um, tabloid reports are saying that um, the players, are oh, they want to do it again because they want to rub everything well, in Mourinho's face. They want face. to win a game. They want yeah. to win well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My goodness, how mm. professional of them. But Zlatan's a big miss. You would think it'd be Rashford going in there um, to replace him. I don't really see what other what other option that. I, I think I think Zlatan. I'll set myself up for a faller because it's going to it's happening right now. I think Zlatan's going to smash the absolute end out of the Europa League in punishment <laughs> to the universe for banning you. <laughs> <laughs> What's Ming's going to do? Uh, nothing. I, I think. That, do you want me He's to banned about, as well? I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind because we we feel quite strongly about well, this. Because Bournemouth have said they've written and said there was no proof that it was uh, intentional. Well, my my beef with this Tyrone Ming's five game ban thing is that. To me, there's either two. There's two outcomes. There's two sort of ways you can look at it with the FA from the FA's point of view. One is you think he meant to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And the other is you didn't think he meant to do it. Mm. And if he didn't mean to do it, you can't really punish him because coming yeah. together has happened all the time. Yeah. It wasn't particularly dangerous in it with what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like he was he was doing being reckless, and so he couldn't have foreseen it happen. But it was going to happen because he was being reckless. Yes. It wasn't any of those things. So they decided they thought he meant to do it. If you think that's the case, don't ban him for five games. Ban yeah. him for the season. He stamped mm. on another man's head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Musa Dembele got six games for an eye gouge. You know, um, the canning over was eleven for pushing a ref. Right. So yeah. that's the sort of. Level. But the reason they haven't done that is because they don't know for sure, and yeah, they're exactly. not convinced themselves exactly. that he did mean to do it. And he's probably quite a nice chap, and all this other stuff. And and so they give him a five game ban, which to me is as as you would say, Marcus, like an old man caught between two bus stops. Yeah. Neither one thing or the other. <laughs> and, and so we've got this whole ridiculous situation where the FA just show completely no leadership at all because they don't have the um, the stones to make an example of a man who stamped on another man's head, despite saying they think. He did it because they charged him with violent conduct. Well, and I tell you, Matt, right. I, don't, I don't think they'd do the same to Zlatan. I think there'd be more um, due process. I think Zlatan's an open and shut case, wouldn't it? So if, mm. But if it was a, if it was the reverse situation, I just think there'd be too much of an uproar to not, ban him for five right. months. I, I think so the profile the players take yeah, into account massively, as well, massively. Yeah, yeah. massively. Yeah, I, I, I've got to be a little bit careful. But do you not think it's because? Why are you in the pockets of big FA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much bigger than that. Oh. Um, Hashtag Fay News. Do you not think? Ibrahimovic, because he did that on Mings, he gets the ban. If they are then seen to not take any action with Mings or over what he did, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, don't think there's there. you, you, I don't think you can look at it and go, "This is what this is what we no, think no, happened." I, there I we go. I don't think that's right. No, but but that, I'm but saying it's because on a big player like Ibrahimovic, and it's concerning a big club like Manchester United. Do you think the FA are thinking, "Oh, we better just..." Well, well, possibly, but I think Zlatan can have the perception that he had his head stamped on, therefore elbow someone. That doesn't mean that's the case. No, yeah. no, I'm not talking about retribution. I'm talking about the fact that. Um, if they he banned Ibrahimovic and didn't do anything to me, there would be uproar about that. An uproar, well, an uproar from a very mm. powerful club. But, 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 but that's an well, easy, uproar, def- uproar, yeah. But that's an easy defensible position because you mm. can say, well, look, we judge each case in its own merits. It wasn't part of the same exact incident so we don't think this happened Mings did this on purpose we think Zlatan absolutely did do this on purpose and if you don't like that watch the tape mm. because it looks exactly well, like I, that I, don't also, I agree also. with you I'm just saying like, well, you, don't you, defend the position no, you I'm not defending I'm saying that they, you're saying they're mealy mouth and I'm saying well yeah and they might even be um, a, a, a little bit more feeble if indeed they were thinking that also I mean if they gave him 15 games or whatever there would be uproar about it there would be outrage from people saying that he didn't mean it and it's a disgrace there's going to be uproar in a situation like this whatever happens the FA just 
just have to accept that and acknowledge yeah, that's that. Part you know, that's role, kind yeah. of part of what they're for, exactly. I mean, so. from my point of view, I'm watching what I've seen, what I've seen. Admittedly, I don't know the two individuals involved, but I've seen the tape, which is presumably what the FA are looking at because they don't particularly intimately know either of the players either. Um, to me, there's no punishment warranted. I, I, don't, I don't think, I don't think um, there, there should be a punishment at all. But if they decided it's violent conduct and they also come out and said three games isn't going to be sufficient, to me, that points towards you're mm. saying a guy did it on purpose. Mm. And if a guy stamps on a guy's head on purpose, he should be banned for longer than that. Like when Eric Cantona fell in the crowd. Yeah, he fell. He fell. <laughs> he fell. When that guy fell in the crowd. When that guy chucked his chest right at Eric Cantona's yeah. yeah. He was screaming so loud that when he when he sort of went for breath, it actually pulled Cantona towards him. him. <laughs> yeah. He They're sucking the Cantona in. I think I think more likely he was such a huge bell end that his own gravitational pull. Yeah, that's more likely. I think I, I think we're all agreed on that. Yeah. Um, very much so. But yeah, um, Manchester United they're obviously away in Russia um, this week for the Europa League. Hasn't been played at the time of recording. I've heard, I've heard um, Rostov as a, as a place mm-hmm. um, can be very difficult to get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, is that right? So, I mean, people. All, all I would bit say of advice, though, Luke. Yeah, be on, on time for your plans. Yeah, plan your journey. Yeah, well yeah. in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah make yeah. all the connections you need to make. Give yourself then, a well, bit of like wiggle room. Yeah. If, if, I, if I mean, a taxi's late or if there's a lot of traffic. Worst case scenario, Pete, you're going to find yourself knocking about in an airport for hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they, yeah. Do, they do actually tell you, don't they? Yeah, when they you do. book the flight, they will send you yeah. little emails explaining that you need to be there. Well, just the process involved. I mean, Pete, you've you've missed a flight. You know, I've missed one flight because I forgot my passport. But what I would say is check check what you're carrying with you. You know, you're not allowed like flammables. You're not allowed. Weaponry, you're not allowed to be a bell end. Uh, like, it's just all, all the major things. That's just make why, sure you're not carrying any of those things. That's why you missed the flight, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Mourinho was uh, very unhappy with UEFA because they've uh, laughed at his complaint about the state of the pitch, apparently. Well, mm. speaking of Mourinho, do you know yeah. it's 13 days. Oh, I like that little whisper there. I like well, that. Speaking just, of Mourinho. It's just reminded me. Mm. It's 13 days today. Little, uh, th- sorry, 13 little years. secret between us and the listeners. Shall I? Yeah. 13 years today that um, Mourinho's Porto knocked out. Um, Manchester United in the Champions oh, League right? yeah. at Old Trafford with a, with a one-all draw late minute, last minute goal for, or very late goal from Costinha after his right, goal yeah. scored um, and I, there was a, I can't remember who it was but someone put a, tw- a Twitter video up on it and I watched it and I'll tell you something now it's very easy to forget this because mm-hmm. you, we're all used to Mourinho now mm. and he bores on all that stuff and whatever you think about him some people are just bored of him and I get that but when he walks out the town at Old Trafford he looks like the coolest manager to yeah. ever oh, yeah. have lived oh, yeah. he looks like um, a manager being played in a Hollywood movie mm-hmm. um, in, in a foot like a football like Hollywood movie yeah. and, and he, it's just so cool it's the most brooding so guy so much charisma it's, it's so easy it reminded me so um, instantly of, of why the, the broadsheet yeah. and mainstream press fe- just fell in love with me in the first instance um, it's, it's fantastic to see but if you watch the video on YouTube of him translating for the late great um, Bobby Robson, Bobby Robson. Yeah. again he's just sat back looking like the coolest mother mm-hmm. hubbard in town mm-hmm. and that was at Barcelona mm. Lest we forget. True. Uh, yeah, so, sorry, didn't he say that the, the delegate from the UEFA laughed in his face? He did, that's what he said, yeah. But uh, better news for Manchester United Rostov will apparently hand out red blankets to the Man United fans as a gesture of goodwill. That's nice. When yeah. they're in the away end. Yeah, because it's lovely the, old time. The pitch looks a bit. I mean, we shouldn't really be talking about this because the game's happening right now, I think, but the pitch is a right old state, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah it looks, looks, looks difficult. Uh, but away to Chelsea in the next round of the Cup, that is a very, very tall order indeed. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea look. I mean, Conte. Um, just has got them dry. Just he's just driven them on, isn't he? They're mm. so driven under him, and and the, I mean they're, I mean thirteen to five. A bet three to five for this game to be all square at full time. So back in the draw uh, to the tune of ten pounds, return thirty six pounds including stake. Yeah. Did you hear Mourinho's dig this week? 
saying that um, Chelsea are only in such good form um, because they've had it easy because they're not in Europe. It's like, that's your fault. <laughs> yeah. It's not, not your best work. Yeah. Big I love it if he just went, and you're welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a double in Conte's first season. Ancelotti. I'd, I'd love Mourinho to mint himself a Premier League winner's medal on that basis and then throw it into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if Conte does win the double with Chelsea, mm. then next season he doesn't win anything and gets sacked? Because yeah. that is what happens to Ancelotti. Yeah. I think he's doing all right now, though. Well, quite, yeah, but, you know, it just it's, it still seems ridiculous, doesn't it? Yeah, it does a bit, yeah. Modern football, my friend. There we are. Um, let's go to the Premier League. Liverpool are at home to Burnley. Um, Klopp's clan at the moment are trying to hold Arsenal and Manchester United off that precious fourth spot that they currently yeah. occupy, although Manchester United, they look good for sixth for a bit yeah, longer. Yeah. frozen there. For some <laughs> my, um, my notes for this game just consist of nightmare game for Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. really is. Yeah, I, I was wondering about this, because Liverpool are going to want to avenge their 2-0 um, from, from earlier in the season when they had 80% possession. <laughs> yeah. And still, and still lost. But it would be so typical of their season for them to sort of uh, to, to lose it, or sort of you know concede a late equaliser or something. And Burnley have to win an away game at some point, surely. Maybe not. Surely Anfield, they're going to do it. But, maybe, but, maybe not. But you know they're running out of away games. Well, you say that, Marcus. But this game is tailor made for Liverpool to find it tough. Absolutely mm. tailor made. Mm. They they um, they struggle break teams down. They struggle against the break. Burnley are going to. Sean Dyche, I mean, for all his all his faults and all his vocal problems, <laughs> isn't um, isn't an idiot, and he will be able to set that team up um, against Liverpool in exactly the way that will frustrate them. The only thing that's working in Liverpool's favour is that they're at home. If Burnley are at home, I, I mean, knowing yeah. what we know now about them this season at home, you'd back in, you'd be back in Burnley all. But, now, but now Burnley are a bit more of a decent team. Maybe Liverpool might have more of a chance because they well, seem to quite, play. Yeah, well, they seem to play well against the, the more fashionable sides. When, when we talk, women, they like it up them. Absolutely, they do. <laughs> <laughs> when we're prepping for this show and I look at the teams and look at their run-in and look at the next few games I've got coming up Liverpool the only team in the league for me who you want them to be playing big teams mm. because you, if they play teams that look like can frustrate them I mean that's that's the undoing of Liverpool over mm. and over again yeah uh, Burnley are on 31 points comfortably above the relegation zone but They've got to be a little bit careful. I don't think they get relegated. I'm not saying that, but they've they've gone five without a win, mm. and and, and as I say, they're comfortable. You know, it would be crazy to think if Burnley get relegated at the end of the season. I don't think that's going to happen. They're, they're they're too good for that on their on their form. Um, but they've got to be careful that they just don't take their foot off the gas and just meander to um, a sort of disappointing finish and maybe only win one or two games now for the or a couple of games for the rest of the season. I don't think they would do that though. I think the spirit in that team is uh, you know is such that they they work really really hard their entire game is based on that isn't it so f- yeah. for them to do that it would mean them completely changing the style that they've been well, no, no, playing not, all season no, so no, I'm not saying they, they changed the style I'm saying that they've gone five without a win we've seen with West Brom you know when they got to 40 points and it's not it's not a I'm not questioning um, them as individuals or, or, or as a team I'm just saying that that mentality when you look at the table and you think you know we've been pretty comfortable for a while you know Burnley have been up in 10th at some point you know top mm. half um, it would just be a shame for them if they just kind of you know, well, sleepwalk <clears throat> their way to kind of fourteenth or something. One one um, one thing that's hugely in favour of Liverpool is I think that Jordan Henderson's got at least a chance of coming back from his injury. <clears throat> um, so that I mean he's. A- Arguably, along with Mane, probably the most important player, outfield player Liverpool have. So yeah. um, that'll be a huge bonus for them. Yeah. Also, if, uh, if Liverpool win this game, they'll have uh, won as many games as they did in the whole of last season. So they're, they're having a strange old season, but that's, that's, that's certainly a sign of progress. Isn't that's it? very surprising. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, after that fourth spot, uh, Hull versus Swansea is a big one. I'm saying if the Swans win, they're safe. I think that's probably fair. And I think, yeah, yeah. and curious uh, case of uh, of these two new managers, Paul Clement and, and Marco Silva. And I mm. think what's happening quite a lot, possibly even on this show, is because they took over the job at a similar amount of time, and I guess had a similar profile as as, as far as they were labelled sort of unproven in quotes. Um, 
what's what's actually been bracketed up is the fact that they're both doing a really good job. Yeah. Now, that's not actually true of Marco Silva. No, it but, started well, didn't it? Yeah, but it has slipped. But, but they're still deep in relegation trouble. It's a bit uh, of a mixed deep. bag. I think, that, what are they? Uh, they're at least a few points from safety, possibly about four yeah, or five. Yeah, they're four points from four, safety. Yeah. And, um, and obviously Paul Clements, uh, Swansea have, have, have had a huge amount of positive results and, and, and I agree with Marcus, I think if they win this they'll, they'll be okay. Yeah. But um, only to be really careful, they're not buying into that hype themselves, Absolutely, the yeah, because I mean, they've already beaten Swansea twice this season, 2-0 on both occasions, but that was before the Clemaisons. Hmm. Um, so <laughs> it, it might be different now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if actually, because their away form's terrible as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I think because of the Burnley story, how quite amazing that is, that's also going under the radar. And they, they, as you say, they're probably in a little bit more trouble than a team second from bottom, um, even as that stands, yeah. appear to be. Yeah, and um, they've these teams have both conceded, I think, the most goals in the final they 30 have. of, uh, of, of games. I think they've conceded the most goals in total. Well, Swansea have conceded an awful lot more goals mm. than you'd think. But in the last half an hour, they, they, oh, right, they okay. tend to ship goals a bit. But Guilfi Sigerton is apparently having his best ever Premier League season. I think he's got eight goals and ten assists, so mm. he's been involved in a lot of goals. That's, that's, that's intriguing to see. A lot of that, I would think, has been Clemens influence him, as well. I saw him with Everton today. Yeah, it makes sense. Maybe get a move to Spurs. Yeah, Who knows? They need another, Everton definitely need another sort of fairly attacking midfield player. I think the yeah. reason why you're saying about Marco Silva is that he had some positive results in the Cup. Yeah. yeah. In the league, I think he's won eight it's points. Um, yeah. And also, everyone wants to stick it up <laughs> up the Sky Sports presenters. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's, definitely part <laughs> that's definitely part of the narrative yeah. for me, personally. Sure. Yeah, go on, Luke. I was just going to say, if you look at the, the situation Hull are in, to give it a bit of perspective, I mean... They've got three winnable home games in April, mm-hmm. um, or, or games I would call winnable. They're at home to West Ham, Watford, and Middlesbrough. If they win all of those and the Swansea game, they'll still they'll have thirty three points. Which really, I mean, th- that's probably not going to be enough to keep no. them in the Premier League. If you if you you don't need forty points these days, despite what everyone will tell you, but you need more than thirty three. I think thirty eight last season, thirty six would have been enough the season before, mm. and thirty four the season before that. But I think that's a bit of a, a bit of an outlier. So. If they if they win this game at uh, the weekend, then those three games I've listed, they'll have thirty three. They're still going to need points from somewhere. It's a big ask for them, mm. whether you like it or not. On how, however good you are or aren't, mm-hmm. three teams have to get relegated in this league. They do, and, and they've also got um, Curtis Davis and I think Michael Dawson out. As yeah, well. I, I really I, I don't see anything past Swansea for this game personally. Well, as I say, I think he's I think he's won eight points in seven games, and now just looking at the table and working it out, that means that Hull won thirteen points in twenty games mm. previously. Mm. So he has done a better a job yeah it's, it's, it's probably in, but not enough late. so far but I mean when you take over that mm. it was yeah. very difficult but so. also as we said at the time I think that, you know there's an eye on them getting relegated and him getting them back up so yeah, yeah. whether he would want to stick he's, around he's not on a contract though is he I think his contract's to the end of the season but Swansea have got four winnable home games left West Brom, Stoke, Borough and at a push Everton depending what Everton are going for because it's quite late in the season Yeah, um, and, and that, that could see I mean, well, they sit, weirdly enough Swansea are now like six points off the top half aren't they they've they, 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 they got 27 points I think and top yeah, half is right. 33 at the yeah, moment Southampton so, in 10 and 33 yeah, yeah they could actually they could actually push for, for a lot of higher finish than, than, than well reasonably been expected given the fact that they've had three managers this season mm. Yeah, well if, if they Win their next game, and then and then uh, West Brom lose. There'll be ten points behind West Brom. There you go. <laughs> you see? So it's all to play for. Mm, all to play for. Serious. What's our bet of the week, old sport? Let's fast forward to the bet of the week. Yeah, uh, Sam Cooper, you are up and stepping into Ed Gibson's shoes, my man. Uh-huh. Ed Gibson was flummoxed by West Brom's terrible showing against Crystal Palace last <laughs> time out, so he's out of there. I feel partly responsible for that. I don't want to be t- well. F- I was going to be a bit harsher. I was going to say Ed is now dead to us. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I didn't say I regret being feeling responsible for that. Sam, I like to kill him off. Sam Cooper is now the uh, the, the sitting uh, uh, friend of the ramble in the hot seat. He says, "Hi, Rambos. I would like to offer up my cheeks for the bet of the week hot seat." <laughs> 
You're going to open an email like that, Sam, you're going to get yeah. chosen. Yeah. Uh, I'm going for uh, Borough and City to be a draw at half-time and City to win in the second half at 11-4. to four. I like Ooh. that. Very, cre- that's mm, the, that's nice. very specific. Yeah, miserly Middlesbrough at the back. Draw at half-time, mm. City at full-time. Um, he thinks City may take some time to shake off their midweek fixture and could struggle with the early kick-off. So £50 on that at 11-4 win £187.50. All the best, Sam Cooper. So, And by the way, I should say also, thank you very much to every single person that emailed in yeah. suggesting about the week. Mm. I can only pick one. Mm. I've picked Sam. He's sure um, is working out as well. He has. Yeah, I like that. But if you didn't get picked this time, do keep trying um, because because obviously we're all, inevitably when, when Sam loses, uh, we're going to need another one. <laughs> <laughs> but we must, obviously, £50 on that. Um, all, all proceeds go to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age, in, age of 18 to bet. And for more information on responsible gambling, go to begamblerware.org. Please Lovely. gamble responsibly. Lovely. I'm annoyed they've changed their gamblerware.co.uk Why? URL. Begamblerware.org. It's not as catchy for me. It's a much better site, though. I, I checked oh, it out. Okay. It's much slicker. <laughs> checked yeah, it, it out. Yeah, mm. Look, while you're there, let's look ahead to the weekend. Yeah, looking ahead to the weekend. Don't forget it's the Old Firm Derby this Sunday, which we touched mm, on uh, yep. very briefly earlier. I, I, fa- I quite fancy a record win for Celtic. I do. Do you? Well, well you know what the record I currently is? Th- I think they're going to go unbeaten in the, ho- the whole season, and Rogers at will absolutely oh, love, love it. that. And so he should love it. Yeah. I know it's. I know that they've. You can only be what's put in front of you are the cliches, but you know, well, still he a could be a legendary man. manager there. If, if you're, yeah, he could be. If you're a part of the, uh, if you're the part of Glasgow, which which has got a vested interest mm. in this, the record um, currently stands at seven-one to Celtic way back in 1957. Wow. I've heard a few rumours on the grapevine they might be gunning for it this season. <laughs> Is that right? So, yeah, keep an eye on that. I think it's on Sunday at midday, something like that. Mind you, if Barcelona can put seven past them, then they can put seven past Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so listen, let's look forward to the weekend with our listeners, who are, after all, the most important part of this. Um, Ken Abelow. <laughs> what are you laughing at? That look you just gave us. What? I don't think that's, that's not an audio feature. Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can we please hear from Ken Abela, Pete? <laughs> or do you want to just carry on? I'd rather hear what? from Ju- Ju- Peter. Trying to reset your own. Can I? Can I hear from George Ezra, please? Uh, Thank you. Right, George then. Ezra says my heart of the week is, n- is definitely not being featured on this show. <laughs> uh, Ken Abela says the BBC and other media outlets calling a team assembled for an amount of money equal to some country's debt, scoring a few goals, a miracle. Impressive, yes. Miracle, maybe a bit much. To which Adam Coton replied, saying, "Heaven forbid we should ever use metaphors in order to add." more colour to descriptions of mere sport <laughs> <laughs> well played sir yeah. tip the hat to you Adam uh, Ben Wames he says on the Facebook live football ramble earlier th- yesterday that's Forza Ramble which goes out every Wednesday um, on, on the Facebook page I asked Jim and Marcus if Barcelona could do the unthinkable to which Jim said if anyone could do it it's them mm. I followed this and I immediately bet £10 them to qualify at 9-1 to one. hashtag Jim oh, Stradamus Jim Stradamus oh, well done can Jim get a little cut of that um, <laughs> I'll invoice you, mate. Take it up with him, him, yeah. Um, George Wick says, uh, I'm going to watch Barnet v Crawley because I hate myself. (laughs) Doesn't sound like a highlight or looking forward to the weekend to me, George. George Wick sounds like John Wick's brother. Yeah. He's not quite as angry. He's happy. He walks into a room and load of men just beat him up. Which wouldn't be funny. But Barnet are 14th in League 2 and Crawley are 16th in League 2, so it's not exactly a calamity. And trust me, I know I support a League 2 team. And I've got this one from Jason Cannum. He says... Um, Pete, would you rather get headbutted by a naked Poulis or have to go on a full stag do with Alan Pardew? Definitely the f- farmer. I would, I would go for the headbutt. Get over yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, you get some quick... stories out of the stag. A yeah. weekend with Pardew. I know, it would be, it would be hell at the time. Yeah, but, but within a... F- 
maybe five or six years you'd have recovered yeah, enough to talk Jim. about he'd it. He'd insist on drinking everything out of a martini glass. You guys oh, yeah, no, are, he'd be doing got, yards of martinis. You guys are all missing the point here. If you go on the stag where you came apart, you'd probably get headbutt anyway. True. <laughs> buy, <laughs> buy and make <laughs> it Tony Pulis. Pardew, he thinks he can headbutt, but that one on the, what's his name? David Myler. David Myler was a headbrush. Isn't David Myler like a YouTube star as well, by Is the way? He? I think this might have gone under our radar, but I think he's got a huge amount of subscribers. It's very weird. I, I don't know, a headbutt off Tony Pulis. Anyway, it's out of the way, though, isn't it? Mm. Carry on, Luke. Got the hospital rhinoplasty. It's done. <laughs> Luke. No, Pete's not done. Carry on, Pete. <laughs> what, do you want me to react? But broken nose. Do you reckon yeah, he's I reckon he doesn't do a broken nose. Who would? Poolis? Yeah. Yeah. Give you a broken nose? Yeah. Yeah, he could. <laughs> that, and that's next week's, week's YouTube that's video. That's next month's Ravel special. Yeah. <laughs> Pete tries to roll Pulis. Yeah. Oh, this monthly special's only 30 seconds long. Just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Jason, next time we'd like you to look forward to the weekend, not doing or Would You Rather for Pete, but I thought I'd let that one mm. slip through the net. But that, that's about it. Well, there we are. Any any anything you're looking forward to, chat? I, I mentioned Jabby Alonso a little earlier. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to his um... retirement. <laughs> you love him that much? <laughs> no, but he's he's, he play, he's playing at home against Frankfurt at the weekend. I think that's going to be a nice kind of uh, day for him. Nice day out. Did you oh, see? Well, did good. you see the photo that he posted with his retirement? It was absolutely mm. class. The oh, man yeah. is class. Yeah. It was like a black and white photo of him walking onto the training pitch with some Copa Mondiales in his hand, looking oh. back over his shoulder. Mm. Yeah. And I think I was, I was like, that man. What it, a man! I tell you what. Except when he complains about game as well, didn't it? Exactly, yeah. and he's, he is the thinking man's Andrea Pirlo. <laughs> <laughs> if all these people who love well, Andrea Pirlo, look at, look at Javi Alonso. I met Javi Alonso very, very briefly once in the mix zone at uh, the Bernabeu. Here we go. And Did I was, dispossess you of anything? I was, <laughs> <laughs> of my belt. Yeah. Um, uh, and I was very taken with him. I bet you were. I really was. He, he in the flesh, was, was even more glorious. He let himself down once when he complained about the, um, the, the tax bracket he was in. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, to Gordon Brown and oh. a weak pound. So you're not going to track players, Pay your tax, mate. To Gordon Brown? Yeah. Well, is this something that happened? What kind of well, strength? The Chancellor. What a meeting of minds that was. I, I know you're the Chancellor, Pete. I'm across that. I just, he, was also, he... he went on to be the Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah. Why is Javier Lombard talking to him? I don't I know. Think, talking at him, I suppose. One, one of the most incredible... Probably the mix on. Yeah, and then Gordon, Bra- Gordon Brown went off in a taxi and all you could hear was, get that Spanish playway coming away from me. <laughs> Fascist. <laughs> was this on question time? Was Alonso in the audience? <laughs> he won the Champions League in 2004 and 2015. Nine years apart. No, that's a no, big no, old no, gap. 2005. Sorry, 2005 and 2014. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, that's that's a big old gap, isn't it? Mm. We had a, he had a lovely old long. He had career. A lovely old long career. Still imagine Gordon Brown in the back of the car. Who was that? Just some sort of bigoted midfield player. <laughs> <laughs> some cultured yeah. footballer. Some possessionless. One of the most obsessed. undoubtedly the most incredible moment of Javier Alonso's career was when Rafa Benitez tried to move him on in favour of Gareth Barry. Yeah, which fell through anyway. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Right. The bad news is yeah. you can't get Gareth Barry. The worst news is. <laughs> <laughs> Alonso now wants to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't Steven Gerrard uh, was it on social media or something? He posted something saying, "Every day him. you've got, I missed you." Yeah, he loves yeah. him. Gerrard loves him as you would do if you if you were a forward player. You just, <laughs> oh, imagine having him behind what, you. Wasn't he looking at going to Arsenal after that saga as well? But Wenger just sort of did it. For yeah. two yeah. Years. <laughs> What's the market value of him? Uh, nah, <laughs> no better than we've already got. <laughs> Which would have been, I think, Danielson at the time. <laughs> Speaking of him, yeah. Wenger just looking at his chips, gone. Nah. I think. I think. I think history has proved him. Right, yeah. Yeah, you can imagine Vega around the old uh, the table, couldn't you? Stick all to his chair, same. It's always the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could I, I drop? Sorry, when he said Pogger, drop every hand. Yeah, drop. Yeah. That last, uh, that last hand of blackjack there. You, you had fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> so, I decided to stick. I said you've got two aces there. Yeah, yeah I'll stick. One, one it's of, not one, value on the market. One thing that will really please uh, cheer, cheer Arsenal fans at the moment is that uh, that Arsenal contract deal still on the table, two mm. years, <laughs> yeah. and uh, a new deal for Mesut Ozil been tabled 
280 grand a week. Mm-hmm. So. Who's not trying very hard? Right, new deals all around. <laughs> yeah, rolling money. I was enjoying the Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV having an argument with Gary Neville. Gary Neville's agreed yeah. to go on Arsenal Fan TV. No, that, that's already happened. That was like a while ago. Now. Was it a while ago? Yeah. Come actually... on, you're Mr. Internet. I Which saw a video today? that was like two years ago of Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV doing uh, like a dancehall reggae song. Why are you looking at old internet stuff now? Because I've never seen him doing dancehall reggae for song the before. Benefit, for the benefit of the listeners, if we so much as mention a meme that's over a week yeah. out of date to you, you go mad. Yeah, a a non football related one. <laughs> oh, come on, Pete. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Good. Before we go, I just need to mention another Ramble favourite. Graham Wesley was fired from Newport today. Yeah. Um, he's got a boy in the bath for less than that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Old, old school. Yeah. <laughs> and let's, we're not revelling in a man losing his job. Let's uh, let's make that clear. Oi, I am revelling in right. Graham Wesley losing his My job. My children call me P45 collector. Yeah. <laughs> what do his children call him? Graham Medal West- winner. Medal winner, that's it, yeah. Medal winner. Hey, oh, Jim, stick the boot in. Go on, he's lost his job, you're laughing. Oh, I'm laughing. Jimmy actually much. said that. My kids don't call me dad, they call me medal That was winner. his opening gambit. What a, that's what a, that's a, I think I might have said that at the time. My mate Al uh, made his little sisters, his three little sisters were about four years old, call him Mr. Rockstar for about three years. <laughs> um, Mr. Wow. Rockstar. Pete, you, your kids call you meme watcher, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Nightcrawler, <Yeah>. meme watcher. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. That is the end of the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back, of course, on Monday um, for the Football Ramble. We'll see you then. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. Barcelona. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.